You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It is June, the year 2020, and it's time for your Ask the Expert segment. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this month is Ronnie Sturfela. Ronnie is a managing partner at Incrementum AG and one of the principal authors of the annual In Gold We Trust report, which is always much anticipated every year and really a must read for all gold investors and even traders. And so what a pleasure to get a chance to visit with Ronnie, talk about the report a little bit and have him answer your questions. Ronnie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me again. And I have to say your 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 pronunciation, your Stöffelet, that was really perfect. Hey, thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Ronnie. It is really a pleasure. And before we get started, just a reminder, these podcasts are courtesy of SprottMoney.com, where you can find all sorts of bullion products. We now have plenty of supply again, a terrific amount of Royal Canadian Mint gold and silver maples, plus other bullion products to choose from at competitive prices. So always remember to visit SprottMoney.com or just simply call us at 888 888- Eight six one zero seven seven five. All right, Ronnie, we've been collecting questions for you. A lot of them deal with uh, the this year's report. I've got seven questions. Uh, if you're ready, should we should we get rolling with the first one? Ready to rumble. All right, my friend. Um, I think this this one leads us off really well. It has to deal with uh, inflation and the current economic conditions, which I know is something you wrote about in the report this year. Specifically, the question is, do you think the world is headed into a period of stagflation, stagnant economic growth with inflation? And if so, what would be the impact on the gold price? Yeah, well, uh, that, 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 that's a great question. And, and you know, if, if you talk to, let's say, a mainstream economist, economist he would say that stagflation is impossible uh it's it's just not how how their models work but if we have a look at the 1970s that was of course a highly stagflationary environment now do i believe that such an environment uh could could reappear an environment where gold on a uh, on a on a nominal and on a real basis does tremendously well where real assets are are, are sought after where Stocks, you know, on a nominal basis do okay, but on a real basis have a hard time. And where bonds actually are probably the worst in an in investment, I absolutely believe that that a stagflationary decade might be ahead. So, from from my point of view, talking about inflation, uh, we once said that inflation will 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 make the biggest comeback since since Rocky IV, like this this great movie where uh, Rocky Balboa fights Ivan Drago, um, and and I think that inflation is is not around the corner yet, but it is something that that is reappearing on the horizon. And let's face it, it's exactly what central bankers want to achieve with their with their uh, measures and. And that's that's a very basic rule of thumb. The higher the debt levels, the higher the need and the desire for inflation and the higher the fear of deflation. So if we have a look at at, um, the developments uh, 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 in the COVID crisis compared to 2008, 2009, we see that inflation expectations rebounded much, much faster. So 
Um, I think that that um, yeah, central bankers kind of learned their lessons, so they acted much more aggressively, uh, much much faster. So in March, for 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 the tips, so the um, uh, inflation protected uh, 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 um, uh, bonds, um, the volatility was enormous. We saw that real yield were falling to to minus 0.61 on March 5th, and then they rose to plus um, 0.63 within two weeks. And we've never seen such a big rebound in inflation expectations. And this is telling me, okay, um, the system fears deflation, and it will do whatever it takes to create higher inflation expectations. And if we mix that up with a um, yeah, kind of a lackluster um, 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 uh, economic development because I don't see any big growth uh, 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 numbers over the next couple of years, then we are already in a stagflationary environment. And just one last sentence. Um, the average investment advisor now is 52 years old. So he was born in 1968 and did not experience stagflation um, of the 1970s as an active investor. He was basically a kid back then. Yep. So we, we, we should stagflate, we, we should expect um, a stagflationary environment to be an investment environment that, that basically no professional player knows how to, to deal with. And I think that in this process, and, and we try our best to, to, to educate people about that. I think within this process, gold will, will definitely um, uh, celebrate a, a big recovery and a big um, comeback. Um, so, yeah, stagflation is the name of the game. And what, in the 1970s, gold went from 35 to, what, $800 an ounce? Yeah, 850 yeah. So yeah. Qu quite nice. All right. Well, the second question kind of follows on with that, I guess, Ronnie, in that different sense about deflation and the concerns that the central banks have about uh, deflation and liquidity. Uh, so the second question is, in order to fight possible deflation or if it gets out of hand, is it possible that gold might be officially revalued higher? You know, I'm I'm from Austria, but but my partners are from Switzerland, and and the Swiss tend to be very very diplomatic, and one of our partners always says, you know, I can imagine that there we will be a recalibration of our monetary system, and and I say yeah, um, so so you mean a currency reform? I said yeah. Uh, a reallocation, a recalibration of our monetary system. And I, I would say that that's a more diplomatic way of, of, of telling you that, that, that actually we are in a, in, a, in a systemic crisis of our monetary system. And this is really crucial um, for, for, for us to tell people about. And, um, you know, everybody was, was talking about exponential curves. Um, and everybody was studying, you know, the new cases uh, of, of Corona infections. And we said people should should uh, should have a closer look at uh, uh, the exponential function in our monetary system, in our creditism um, system, because actually we need more and more credit growth to um, to to survive in this monetary system. So at some point. Um, and I think we're, we're, we're not too far away from this point. At some point, we will see um, 
a new monetary order. And do I think that gold will be revalued? I think we can make a strong case for that because, um, you know, um, Western central banks hold, I think, 18% of their total reserves in gold. This is much, much more than most um, private or institutional investors holding gold. Um, we should not forget that the US has more than 8,000 tons. The Eurozone has more than 10,000 tons. Um, the Chinese uh, own much, much more than, if, than they officially announced. The, the Russians bought every ounce they could, could get. The IMF holds more than 3,000 tons. So, so the, the most important players, they already have their, let's say, their golden chips. Uh, and, and I think that if there should be a reallocation uh, of our monetary system, and if you study history, you can see that it happens every couple of decades. Um, then I think gold will play a major role because what what is necessary in such a situation? It is necessary to create trust in the new monetary order. And I think that, that gold is the trust anchor of such a new currency. If it's going to be the global or I don't know what name they will come up with, um, I'm not sure about it, but, but I think that um, gold will definitely play a major role in this kind of transition phase from one monetary system to the other one. Actually, that feeds right into question number three, Ronnie. It's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, this was going to be question five. I'm going to move it up to number three <laughs> now uh, so we can expand this further because the question then was if when the dollar loses reserve currency status, what replaces it and might gold play a role? Yeah, I think, you know, um, we, we are writing about the de-dollarization already for, for, for many, many years. And, 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 and this year, the name of the, um, of, of the chapter was uh, The End Game Has Begun. And we've got a fantastic um, interview with uh, Luke Roman, um, mm -hmm. a really great colleague. And, it, it, you know, it reads like a, like a thriller. It's, 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 it's really exciting to read this interview because there's so much going on. And if you connect the dots, you can see, okay, there is something big happening. But on the other hand, we should not forget, and, 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 and I can recommend the work of Barry Eichengreen, who, who writes about, uh, you know, uh, the, the leading uh, world reserve currencies and, 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 and the, the phases uh, from one to the other um, world currency. And, and we had, for example, the British pound and the US dollar being um, the, the primary uh, reserve currencies in parallel for, for almost two decades. So um, I think it would be naive to think that, you know, the Chinese yuan um, uh, will be uh, the next global reserve currency and, and, and the time of the U.S. dollar will be over from one day to another. It, it is a process. But, you know, if we if we look into the history books again, it is no coincidence that the U.S. dollar came out uh, 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 in the in the Bretton Woods Agreement as the reserve currency. Um, one of the major reasons, of course, was that the US held 29,000 tons of gold and they also had um, the German and the Italian, the French gold reserves sitting in the vaults in, 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 in New York, basically. So um, I think that, that in this process of uh, um, a change in the monetary system, as I've said, gold will play a major role. And we're seeing really on a daily basis signs and deals that confirm this thesis. We're seeing 
lots of deals being made between Russia and China, between um, China and Saudi Arabia, between China and many, many, um, 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 let's say, commodity exporters. So there's quite a lot going on. But of course, at the end, this is a highly political question mm -hmm. and a highly political um, threat for the US, of course. So. Um, Actually, um, do, do I think this, this, this will be something that um, will, uh, you know, end without any war? Of course, I, I hope so. But, but, you know, having a look at, at the current uh, setup and, and all the tensions that are building up, um, and, 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 and those tensions tend to, you know, to, tend to escalate in times of, um, various crises, um, uh, economic crises, financial crises, um, political crises. Um, this this make, makes me quite concerned, I have to say, uh, uh, also as a family father. And, and I hope that we will try to uh, resolve those things in a, in a peaceful way. Yeah, let's hope so. Like you said, history uh, is not uh, replete with examples of it working out peacefully. So we'll keep yeah. our fingers crossed. All right, to the fourth question, Ronnie. Um, U.S. debt and total money supply are about 50% higher versus 2011, but the dollar gold price is still 10% lower. Why? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think, the, you know, we should, we should not forget that, that the dollar still is... A safe haven currency and 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 we saw that um basically over the last couple of weeks where um in the times of of of, of enormous volatility and stress and panic in markets the dollar surged higher significantly now the last couple of days it, it kind of leveled off but still uh, i i think you know the U.S. dollar still has um, the deepest and 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 most liquid um, 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 bond market and currency market, and 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 it is still holding this role as the world's um, leading, let's say, um, fiat currency. Um, but I think it's it's important to say that first of all, gold is trading in a bull market in every currency, and gold made new all-time highs. Uh, in every currency but the US dollar. And from my point of view, new US dollar highs are only a question of when and not a question of if. But it's not only gold versus other fiat currencies. It, it is also gold versus the stock market um, showing relative strength. So gold is outperforming stocks. Um, gold is outperforming um, the bond markets. Um, which is another confirmation. Then we see that um, mining stocks are actually outperforming gold, which is another confirmation. So the market breadth is, 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 is fantastic. And, and Bob Farrell, the strategist, he said, markets are strongest when they're broad and they're weakest when they're narrow. So this is a bull market that you can go on, on, on the beach and relax. I, I think it's a, it's a stealth bull market. And of course, you you referred to the to the debt situation. Um, I mean, let's let's not forget it. We we are reaching in industrialized nations. We are reaching debt levels um, that we used to see in banana republics. So so those debt levels are 
they're not sustainable, of course. We should not forget it's an election year in the US, so expect more to come. Payroll tax cuts, uh, mortgage uh, uh, deals, business credit. Um, we should not forget that it's not only the president who will be elected, but also the whole House and one third of the Senate. So it's not a year where we will see, um, you know, let's say fiscal conservatism. Um, and and I think the numbers, they are just staggering. Um, between 2007 and 2014, um, Fed total assets increased by five times from 900 billion to 4.5 trillion. From my point of view, we will hit, the Fed balance sheet will hit 20 trillion um, probably within the next 12 to 18 months. So the Federal Reserve will give power to support all sorts of assets. They At some point, they will also buy stocks. We um, would just have to amend the Federal Reserve Act. Um, and this has been done already four times. So I, I think, and, and, and this is the concern that I have, um, the whole crisis leads us, of course, to more debt and more interventionism. And it also leads us to less free markets and less capitalism. So I tweeted out a while ago, I, I feel a bit like uh, like uh, in the novel um, Atlas Shrugged. So, so this is one, one of the long-term concerns that I have, this kind of zombification of our economy. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to question five then, Ronnie. Uh, it kind of tags on to the discussion of gold, I would imagine. But your report this year is very bullish on silver. Can you explain <laughs> your optimism? Yeah, for, first of all, it is um, it is a fundamental case that that we are making uh, in the silver market. Um, we should not forget that out of um, eight sources of supply, six are basically stagnating. So, so I think from a from a supply side, um, this is kind of a bullish case. From a demand side, I think. Um, the market that will really move the needle will be investors' demand. Now, why do I think that investors will at some point realize, you know, let's invest some money in, in the small brother of, of, of gold? Um, I think that, you know, with those historic undervaluations of silver and, uh, you know, we saw the gold-silver ratio at 125 in March, which was an all-time high. Never in history we saw a higher gold-silver ratio. Now, this has basically um, um, uh, uh, rebounded. So silver started outperforming gold. And and, and I think that, that, that now is the time when, first of all, inflation expectations pick up and silver is much, much more sensitive to inflation than gold, actually. Um, then I think that... Um, uh, uh, at some point, um, many, many large investors will realize, well, silver is actually actually a bargain. Uh, 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 we are bullish gold, but we want a bit more, you know, a bit more beta on gold. So, so they will realize, well, silver is, is, is a great idea. We're uh, much further away from, from all-time highs than in the gold market. Uh, and then I think that... Um, you know, going forward, um, I would kind of be surprised if the decade uh, ahead 
would not have some of the best years in silver's long history. So, so we're extremely bullish on silver, both from a fundamental point of view, but also from a timing point of view, because of our bullish view on gold. So, so that's, that's basically the main reasoning. And this also means that at some point, commodities will really pick up, because usually it's first gold that starts, then the second, um, second metal is silver, and then the, co the whole commodity complex is following. Now, if I, if I go to a conference uh, now, I mean, most of them are, are canceled anyway, um, but if I say I am bullish on commodities, I know that I will be ridiculed. I know that people will say, come on, commodities, that's like the worst thing that you can buy at the moment. And this is a great confirmation because the best investments, they really hurt. They, they, they concern you when you when you start investing. And, and, and I think when it comes to commodities, we will see massive infrastructure programs. We will see massive fiscal stimulus. So I have a hard time seeing the commodity complex not going higher over the next couple of years. All right. Just two questions to go, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. what, the first one has to deal with interest rates. Uh, what is your outlook there? Do you, do you think they'll ever go higher or will central banks work to keep them low indefinitely? Well, we published a book called Die Nullzinsfalle, which is the zero interest rate trap, and it was translated to English. Uh, and just published uh, uh, the English version, and and obviously um, I think we can say goodbye to to higher real interest rates, and 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 this is basically the main reason for my bullishness on gold. You know, 1970s we had primarily negative real rates. 70s were a fantastic environment for gold. 1980s and 1990s primarily positive uh, real interest rates horrible investment uh, um, uh, environment for gold. And now since the year 2000, we also have again, primarily negative real interest rates. And this is, you know, this means low opportunity costs for holding gold. And it means uh, that gold has, is, is, is the, the bull market is standing on a very, very solid um, basis. Now, do I think that going forward, we will see real rates at plus three, four, five percent? No, because we just cannot afford it. So um, nominal interest rates will stay low. We just had the Federal Reserve coming out and saying, you know, until 2022, at least. Um, we know that in the Eurozone, nothing's going to happen. And, 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 and so this is the nominal side of, of interest rates. And then we know that inflation going forward will become a concern. We know that um, politicians and central bankers will try everything to create higher inflation. And at some point they will succeed. And, and at some point it will probably spin out of control. So we should expect um, lower real interest rates. And, and, and uh, that's, that's a fantastic environment for gold. And finally, Ronnie, one last question that was sent in. Uh, questioner just wanted to know if you could speak to your position on the advisory board of a company called Affinity Metals. Yeah, well, I mean, I cannot say too much about it, but but I'm actually um, advisor to two mining companies. One of them is Tudor Gold. I started in 2017 uh, advising them, and if you have a look at the at the price chart, um, yeah, I think we we did a pretty good job. It's a fantastic 
um, a stock of fantastic uh, uh, property that they're uh, currently drilling. Uh, and a gentleman called Eric Sprott is the second largest shareholder. And over my work at Tudor Gold, I also met um, gentlemen that are involved um, uh, at the Treaty Creek property. They, they own 20% of, of, of this property. And, and I did lots of due diligence on their new project and they invited me uh, to have a close look. And, and then I decided to, to join their advisory board. Um, it is Affinity Metals. It is very early stage, of course. Um, it is extremely tightly held. Um, it is a very, very reliable, hardworking team. Um, I like the properties. They, they, they just staked uh, a new property in, 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 in the Timmins area. Um, the other one is um, 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 near, next to Revelstoke. Um, as I've said, it's, it's, it's early stage, but it's extremely tightly held. And it is definitely uh, a stock that should be put on the watch list. Sounds good. We've been speaking with Ronnie Sturfela. Managing partner at Incrementum AG and one of the principal authors of the annual In Gold We Trust report. Uh, please be sure to stop by SprottMoney.com. If you're always looking for more information, quality guests, we've got them at Sprott Money. Click the Insights tab and you'll find links to blog posts, articles, previous Ask the Expert interviews, and of course our weekly wrap up with Eric Sprott. You can also sign up for the Sprott Money News newsletter while you're there so that you don't miss a single post. Ronnie, thank you so much for your time. This has just been tremendous. Lots of valuable information. And of course, thank you for all your efforts with your team to crank out the In Gold Retrust Report. It's just terrific. Thank you very much, Craig. Always a pleasure. And you know, after the In Gold We Trust 2020 is before the In Gold We Trust 2021. So we're already kind of working on the next edition and yeah, will be published May 2021. Oh my gosh. Can't even imagine what the <laughs> world might look like by then, Ronnie. <laughs> we'll see. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and thank you everyone for listening. We'll have another Ask the Expert report next month. <laughs>